You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Episode 45 of the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I thank you for joining me. Not a glorious occasion like it usually is when we come on here onto the Hot Box. It is a a little bit of embarrassing, sad, and uh, disappointing day. Eagles get their dicks kicked in, uh, and I think it's... I usually don't like to curse this early in the episode, but put the explicit on this one. This is not going to be a good one. Um, yeah, Eagles get their dicks kicked in last night on Monday Night Football. Defense gets ran all over. Um, Phillies are still alive, so we'll talk about them. Uh, a little bit of Sixers nonsense. I'm not going to get too much into the uh, media days and the thing. I'll read some of the stuff that Joel said. I'll, you know, I'll give you my thoughts, Doc. Doc, I mean, we'll get into all that. And, you know, we will talk a little bit about the football that happened this past weekend and all this, you know, a couple of different stuff that I noticed this past weekend. But I mean, you know why we're here. Most importantly, we're here to talk about what happened last night. Eagles travel to Dallas last night on Monday Night Football and lose 41-21. Somehow that score feels like it doesn't dictate how far away we were last night and how not close that game really was. I don't even know. I honestly don't even know where to start. I, I mean, we could talk about how we couldn't stop the run the entire game. Another game, <clears throat> another situation where. Uh, a team just literally ran it right down our throat. I mean, Atlanta ran it right down our throat. And they we've seen, you know, I mean, they get their first win yesterday or Sunday against the Giants, which, you know, I mean, they're they're one of the worst teams in football. And it's, it's becoming very apparent that Washington's not very good either. But that doesn't matter, the fact, because we are not very good either. The Cowboys had their way with us. And essentially every facet of the game yesterday. They come out yesterday to start the game. And first drive, I believe they drive down and score a touchdown. With, with, very, with literal ease. Six play. 75-yard drive. Three minutes and 13 seconds. And the Cowboys are already up 7-0. Okay, we get the ball back. We, we hit a big play to, to Goddard. And then the very next play, we try. Hurts just throws a lollipop ball up into the air. Uh, safety was coming over the top to help. the The ball was underthrown. It wasn't even, you know, towards the back pylon or any. It, it just it was a horrible decision, horrible throw all around. Fortunately enough, the Eagles get the ball or are able to force a turnover right away. I mean, they, they the Cowboys got the ball in the one yard line, and we force a we force a fumble via Javon Hargrave. Uh, kind of gets to him as he's throwing it. Ball pops up. Fletcher Cox gets a touchdown. Everyone knows that, and. That was about the last time you felt any sort of ha- uh, security or happiness or whatever the word is of good f- positivity. I would say, uh, I it was it quickly evaporated after that. I mean, the defense stood tall a co- for uh, uh, the early portion of the game. They had a goal, another goal line stand where they, you know, not another. I mean, it's a different the other goal line, but. They did have a goal line stand where four downs on the goal line. They were able to stop the the Cowboys. Dak Prescott to get stopped short on the QB sneak. You're thinking, all right, man, maybe we, uh, you know, maybe maybe we're on to something here. I'm not going to go through the, I mean, the, literally the whole game because it 
it just totally goes downhill. But let, let's just talk about some of the stats, okay? Let, let, let's look at the let's look at the running backs, okay? Let's look at I, I don't even care. I'll get to the Eagles. Let's talk about the defense that gave up forty one, you know, forty two, whatever. They missed a field goal, but forty one points. Ninety five yards for Zeke, sixty yards on the ground for Pollard. Those guys combined ran twenty eight times. Prescott, you know, he has another nine rushes or whatever. That doesn't really matter. Corey Clement did nothing. He, I, I didn't even remember him last night getting carries, but that must have been at, in, in garbage time when I was already uh, driving back from my location just in sadness thinking about how bad. You know, I, I was listening to the poor Merle on the radio, and uh, T's and P's the Merle, man. He was upset last night, and uh, we all were. He, he echoed everything that we felt. Because we talked about this, we we you know we always talk about this. We're all fans, man. Okay, so I, I need to stop saying that because we just talk about everything. But the, we thought maybe this team might. We're not saying win the Super Bowl, but not be an embarrassment. And, and they're better than than an embarrassment is what we all thought. You know, the offensive line was good, pretty good. The defensive line was you know pretty good. The secondary has been improved. Uh, this team had better talent than we thought. It, you know, a one, a one in nine team to start the season is going to be, or whatever, or one in three, one in four. We thought we were good enough, or or at least uh, competent enough to not get blown out by the Cowboys. And that's exactly. I mean, we were not even close in that football game last night. All of the offensive touchdowns that we had were were in joke time. I mean, Jalen Hurts gives a. Uh, a a a door a walk in doorstep fucking easy uh pick six to Trayvon Diggs uh whether Devontae Smith is up down or you know falling down that that ball never gets to him so it, it's either uh hopefully a knockdown pass by Devon hopefully Devontae Smith can play some defense on it if he stays up or or what but Trayvon Diggs was just sitting on it and as soon as the ball threw he broke on it and I I just didn't I don't you know I don't understand he. Hertz took the snap and stared him down. He did not look anywhere else. He just looked at Devontae Smith, waited for him to make that that break towards the sideline, and it, easy peasy lemon squeezy, baby. House call for digs. And, <laughs> and, and you know, that now it's 27-7. That was to start the uh, second half, right? Yeah, so you get the ball back to start the second half, and you're thinking, all right, you're down 20-7. You can maybe drive down here. You get a touchdown. You're in this game, so this is still a game. Once that pick six happens, it's over. But you know, the way our offense plays, it, it seems like we're not going to be able to score any points. And once we go down by any sort of considerable margin, we're fucked. We're completely fucked. And what do you, you know? After that, it's a, a three play, three and out, and then they go eight plays at touchdown uh, drive, which was the best drive of of the night. I believe it was it went up being a touchdown to Ertz. Yeah, that that was like a, I was calling that a pride drive. I mean that that's it literally was for pride to, to just even make this a respectable game. And then you saw as the game went on, they just it, it, it slowly and slowly started to go away. I mean, Dak Prescott was awesome last night. He did everything that he needed to do. It was easy for him. Uh, it, he didn't have to make any plays outside of himself or do anything spectacular. He kind of just ran the offense, hit the hit hit guys where they when they were open, threw the ball where it needed to be on time. Uh, anticipating throws, all things that Jalen Hurts does not do. It, it becomes very apparent the more you watch these games. He he's not 
no, I'm not saying he stinks or he's not going to be, but he ha- he's doing a lot of the things that we all killed him for uh, when he was in college. And, the, and especially me, I killed the draft pick with the reason if you're going to pick a quarterback, pick a real one. I never thought Jalen Hurts was that re- like a, a that good of a thrower of the football, and they're obviously in the NFL going to make him throw the football. And he, at first game, he looked awesome. It looked like, you know, they had been preparing that game for a long time. They were ready to go. Falcons, maybe not that good. Whatever you want to say, that's the best they've looked. And since then, it has all been downhill. All of it. Let's talk about Hurts. Quickly, I did want to, I did want to like think about this. 21 for 26, 238, three touchdowns. He didn't even need to throw for that many yards because they just pounded the rock and did whatever they needed to do and got touchdown. I mean, two touchdowns for Zeke. Uh, spread the ball all around. Probably not a good fantasy night if you uh, own any of these Cowboy receivers or, you know, CD for three, three for 66, Cooper three for 26. Zeke is the only probably one you wanted to have last night. Zerline making five extra points. I mean, it was just a thorough beatdown. Thorough beatdown. The Cowboys, I think, is honestly more says thing uh, about, I know that didn't make any sense, but this this says more about the Eagles to me than it does about the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys obviously are a good. They're they're a good team. They're 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 easily the best team in the NFC East. If you're being unbiased, I mean, they've stayed. They've hung in there with the 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 Buccaneers. They've won a close game at home against the Chargers, who are a good football team and a very you know. Uh, they 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 play in one of the toughest divisions in football, obviously, and and they week in and week out, compete with all these teams. And it's just when you compare stuff like that and then they come here and beat us down, how far away are we from teams like that? How far away are we from the Cowboys? It's I didn't I didn't think it was going to get this bad this quick. I mean, we were a week ago, two weeks ago, talking about how, you know, if we beat the 49ers, I'm, I'm going to be division or bust. Or, so I guess it didn't really matter if we beat the 49ers. If we were going to come in here and get our doors blown off by the Cowboys, it... it it doesn't matter. I mean, I know I'm jumping around here a lot, and I'm sorry, but this is just, I have to, this is like this is like a therapy session today. It usually is. I always say that, but today really is, because last night was hard to hard to accept, hard to understand what was going on. I, 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 I didn't, th- listen, l- losing is losing. G- getting your doors blown off is a different story, and getting embarrassed by your by your biggest rival and the team that you're going to be competing with all season long to try and win this division if you're really serious about winning this division you know it's a bad night a really bad night go to hurts you know he he was not good but his his numbers would would not tell the story he still threw for 330 yards two touchdowns you know not a horrible percentage 25 for 39 so i mean he was not good last night but uh, you can say the stats. I say the big. I think the. I on. I mean, listen, Hertz wasn't good, but I, I'm more. Mad. I think Sirianni is has had two rough, rough games in a row, and I don't exactly know where to pin it on. I mean, this game obviously, Miles Sanders getting two touches carrying the ball is a joke, and I, I thought when he came here that we if we. I, you know, go back and listen to these episodes. I talked about how you have to, you have to have a run game if your if your quarterback is going to be Jalen Hurts. You have to make his life easier. I don't care if the offensive line is banged up. 
I don't care about any of that. You have to run the ball. You have to attempt to run the ball. Last night, they played. He coached scared. They did not even want to run the ball because I think they knew they were going to get blown up. I think they know Dickerson stinks. At least now, that guy stinks. Uh, Sam, I mean, they lose Sayamala for the season. You already have lost Brooks. Uh, Maialata was out last night with the knee, which I believe he hurt in practice. Lane Johnson was getting getting holding calls over and over and over again. He was getting worked over by Micah Parsons on certain certain situations and certain scenarios. And, and you still have Kelsey, who's like a Hall of Famer. You know, so I I'm not gonna sit here and say anything bad. Guy's number will be up in the ring of ring of honor and whatnot. But the offensive line has uh, de- deteriorated and fell apart very quickly. It went from they that was going to be the strength of our team to now that it is again one of the weaknesses of our team. Devontae Smith has extremely disappointed me. Again, I, I want to clarify and emphasize and specify that this does not mean I think that these guys cannot be good players or turn this around. Or I'm not saying the team like I don't I now now I'm convinced that this team is not winning anything. That's how quickly that happened, but. Uh, I obviously ha- I'm, I've taken my uh, my green glasses off, and uh, the, if they're going to get blown out by the Cowboys, and, and they have to win the other four games against the Giants and the Redskins, and right now I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know where the relief comes from right now, because if it, unless he is going to run the ball and they are going to rectify what what the mistakes of last night. I mean, they're not the Chiefs are going to come in here and cook us next week. They've lost two in a row. I just I, I have a tough. I have a tough time believing that we beat the Chiefs and that Tyreek Hill doesn't ha- doesn't go crazy against our our team or they they're not able to just run up and down the field on us by you know I mean maybe they you know they obviously Andy doesn't like to run the ball but they did last week Ceh had a uh, better game that's Clyde Edwards Hilaire for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs so looking at this defense I have no clue on God's green earth how we stop them I think. It's the worst case scenario that they've won this many games, or they—I mean, not not that they've won, that they've lost two in a row. Chargers are able to drive down there and get it done against them yesterday. Or so I keep thinking this is—I'm so used to the Eagles playing on Sunday. Um, you know, they were able to drive down on them like that at the end of the game. So the Chiefs, I think, they haven't been playing well. They have not hit their stride. I think they're going to figure it out next week here. In Philadelphia, Andy Reid returning to Philadelphia. He was a little ill this week, but I guess we'll see if he's what the situation is with that man. I mean, maybe that's the only, maybe them not being prepared again. I, I just don't buy it. Chiefs are going to uh, at least score thirty on us, and I don't. And this, the, that's the thing: if, if the defense isn't stopping people, then I don't know how we, how how uh, you know. I, I just don't know how what what we do. Uh, I'm like sad now. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm in that like denial fate or not even a denial i'm just i can't like i i I know i know what it is now my eyes are open and and i just don't i don't know how that this how this chiefs team doesn't rip us apart but it is the nfl maybe they buckle down and figure this out i'm not buying it though if you're the eagles i mean you obviously got to start running the ball like i said i don't care what the offensive line situation is you can't you can't have a one-dimensional offense. You can't have Jalen Hurts out there running for his life, always rolling right out of the pocket, cutting off one half of the field. There need we need to be better. 
The coaching needs to be better. He told us he was going to have these guys prepared and uh, wearing the shirts and everything. That's going to, I'm not going to come on here. The shirts don't matter, but they, it's going to give you something to talk about and it's going to piss people off when you're out there getting your doors blown off by your biggest rivals and honestly just not looking like a competent football team. That is the shit that gets you fired, whether you have talent on your roster or not. And we have more talent than 30 or 20-point uh, loss to the Cowboys, and it was not that close. We had a garbage-time touchdown. We, uh, beating a dead horse at this point. I, I get it. I'm really hoping that, I mean, I'm worried about the defense too, but our coach is an offensive coach. I need him to get these guys ready to go. I need these guys to be better next week, win or lose. We need to put. We need to respect ourselves and put a better showing out there, and, and not embarrass ourselves. More importantly, and I was embarrassed last night to be an Eagles fan. I just was. And the big, honestly, the biggest cause. Uh, of disappointment here is the fact that if you look ahead at this schedule, it's like there's no relief, man. It's not coming. Chiefs, Panthers, Buccaneers, Raiders, and then you until until Halloween against the Lions is the next time that there's any sort of uh, a reprieve or just like you, you know a little bit of a team where you might be able to compete with, and, and they're they're even better than us at zero and three. We'll get into some of the you know games from this past weekend, and you know what, especially, 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 especially what happened to them. But I mean, you know, Chiefs, that's a loss in my mind. Panthers at, in Carolina, who are three and zero, we'll see what they look like without McCaffrey and whatnot. But I still th- give them the advantage, especially at home, to beat us. Then we come back, and the Buccaneers come to town on a Thursday night. They're gonna cook us. Uh, it's the same situation. So, I mean, that's one and five now. And then we go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, who are also 3-0. I, I, that's, a, that's a game I feel a little bit more uh, of, a, of, of a not just absolute cr- cr- soul-crushing depression about. But still, it's not a great, it's not a great thing. Not a great feeling that we're probably going to lose to the Raiders in Las Vegas. <laughs> We're just not going to get our soul taken out of our chest and snatched and thrown to hell. Like the Buccaneers and Chiefs are probably going to do to our defense. And I don't think it's going to be deep plays. I think they'll make sure that the deep plays stop. It looks like we're trying to be a bend-don't-break defense, but we've been doing a lot of breaking. We're bending, snapping, and just getting broken into pieces, stepped on. People are just doing whatever they want to us. At least the Cowboys did. I mean, we did a better job against the 49ers, but as the game went on, you kind of figured out what was going on there. All right. I think I did enough on that. Like always, if you ever want to questions, comments, concerns, uh, you want to be a part of the podcast, you let reach out to me, man, at Matt McSweeney, at Hot Take Hotbox. Any, any, you know, hit me up, man. I will read your comments. I will answer your questions. I will talk about the stuff you guys want me to talk about on here. I, I love I love any sort of interaction and fan questions that we've got. We did a couple on here before, but always I always encourage people to reach out. Uh, let's just get into a little bit. Of, I did want to quickly just talk about football. I mean, from Sunday, and you know, I I don't really do too much college football in here, but my Irish got it done against Wisconsin. Let's give a props where it's at. Uh, big game. Big, 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 big game. 
on Saturday against Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter, Heisman hopeful coming to town. 2.30 afternoon. Either team needs to win this in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. This is a playoff eliminator. Cincinnati obviously has an outside chance. Notre Dame, same thing kind of. They're, they're you know, independents. Uh, you know, Cincinnati's not an independent, but essentially if you're not in those other conferences, you're basically an independent in my mind because the, the what's his name, the council or whatever, the playoff fucking committee, whatever they call themselves, the high, the sentinel, they fucking just only look at the where the money's coming from, the big conferences that are on TV playing the big teams all the time. And rightfully so, because when those independents and those other less than teams get in, they get smoked. It usually is that there's only, I'll talk about college football very quickly, three teams each year that are very good. Very rarely is there a fourth team that's good. Whoever that fourth team is, the Notre Dames of the world, the Washingtons of the world, sometimes the Oklahomas, the uh, you know the Pac-12 uh, Oregon's and whatnot, they just get smoked because they're they're not on that level. And usually it's two SEC teams and then a, a Ohio State or somebody of that nature, a Clemson, you know, whichever you know, whoever's having a good year or not having a good year. Obviously, Clemson doesn't look that good this year. But big game this weekend. Let's talk about pro football, though. I did want to just discuss a little, you know, you know me, I'm a fantasy guy. Just wanted to give my take on a couple things. I mean, not much here, but but I did want to talk about Justin Tucker setting the record. 66-yard field goal, hits the crossbar, pops in afterwards. Absolutely insane. Falcons get it done against the Giants. Like I said, Giants are not a good football team. Saints work over the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, not looking good. Uh, he, I think the all the rookie quarterbacks and, I mean, look at Jameis Winston only had to throw for 128 yards. Kind of just, you know, the defense did their thing. Lots of, you know, getting the turnovers and Jameis isn't turning the ball over as, as much, you know, man. So seven touchdowns, two picks, but you know, who cares, right? I'm, uh, I, I, you know, why, well, you know, who cares, right? Who cares? Bengals get it done against the Steelers, who were banged up. Uh, Najee Harris had 14 catches. Let's see him replicate that again. Come on. Come on, all you haters. I just saw a trade where Alvin Kamara was involved in a deal that got Najee Harris and Mike Williams. Alvin Kamara, A.J. Brown for Najee Harris and Mike Williams. I mean, talk about buying high, dude. Buying as high as possible and selling as low as possible on those other two guys, man. Jesus. I'm not even going to mention the people who were involved. You don't even deserve it. Oh, God, I'm still angry about that. Hopefully I'm wrong. You know, that's why I said this on the podcast. I want to clip this if Mike Williams starts, you know, I mean, he already has, what, five touchdowns this season? I don't know how he keeps that. Maybe he does keep it up. He's always been awesome, but it's just health-wise, he's not been able to stay afloat. Najee Harris is a rookie who, you know, Caught a, t- a shit ton of balls yesterday, and ha- you know they've been they've been giving him the work, and he is a good running back. But I'm sorry, he's not as good as Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara will continue to get more targets, more touches. They're they're pounding the rock to him more than they ever have this season, which is good because they will throw the ball when they need to to him. You'll see, you'll see. But let's keep it moving. Colts lose again. Carson plays all the snaps, which is very good. Our picks are looking very good. Dolphins lose as well, so. They lose in overtime, which was that was a really good game. Raiders are, have a flair for the dramatic. Derek Carr has looked awesome. Broncos shut out the Jets. 
Uh, Browns dominate the Bears. The Bears look horrible. Nagy's probably going to get fired. Jacksonville, better showing this week, but they lose again. The 109-yard kick return, Gus Johnson with the incredible call. But Bills smoked the, the Washington football team. No surprise there. Uh, I talked about the Colts losing, but the Titans are, are who they played, and they won. Another, another good performance by Derrick Henry. He's awesome. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown does get hurt. He pulls the hammy. But in that deal, I mean, come on, man. You don't, you're not telling me A.J. Brown's not going to be back towards the end of the season? Maybe that's not. I'm not even saying him. His part is the worst end because I like AJ Brown, but you know I'm not like he's untradeable. Alvin Kamara to me, I'm just not giving him up for Najee Harris. But whatever, God, God, shit on me if you want. Seahawks, Vikings, Vikings, thirty to seventeen. Alexander Madison looking like a looking like a a, a Dalvin Cook's younger brother or something. He just. Just look, literally look like no drop off at all, you know. Like, and especially if you look at the stat, I mean, that guy had another fantasy day that was just kind of like similar to a Dalvin Cook. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's a better player, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't huge drop off if you had to start Madison as opposed to Dalvin Cook. Buccaneers come up short against the Rams. Rams defense was awesome, and the Rams had their way throwing the ball. Stafford's looked awesome. What do you have? Four touchdowns, no picks. 343 yards. They weren't really able to run the ball, but hit a couple big, or, you know, a big play to jackpot. And oh, they hit a couple big plays, but the one was for a touchdown. And then the Packers and 49ers on Sunday night was aw- an awesome game to have on Sunday night. Packers get the ball back with like 37 seconds left, no timeouts. Rodgers to Adams two times, gets them down there, 51 yard field goal, bang. Adams get put to, got put to sleep at some point during that game. Was literally looked like he was knocked unconscious. They go to commercial. They come back two minutes later, and he's like back on the field, playing again. Like, and we're just acting like nothing ever happened. No one's really even, I mean, talking about it. But it looked like that guy got knocked unconscious. And usually when that happens, they just sit you down. I was thinking in my head, oh god, he's out for like as the Adams owner, he's out for a couple weeks. Guy just got up. He was good to go. So. Pretty amazing. Packers are a team that scares the absolute shit out of me. Rams, Buccaneers, you name it. We're we're not in those in that that stratosphere or territory, so we don't have nothing to worry about. Kind of just gonna have to resort to being an NFL or a football fan at a certain point this season because getting your emotions tied up in the birds every Sunday is probably gonna be a a hopeless task. Or you know, just think ne- negative thoughts. That's what I think. Negative thoughts when I think about Sundays. Worrying about whether the Eagles win or not. Phillies, though, that's another negative situation. 81 and 75. Let's talk about it. Since the last week, I told you when they lost that Pirates game, or I'm sorry, they lost that Orioles game. That's right. The 2 nothing game. I came in here and I went crazy. You know, I was not happy. It's typical Phillies that they were to do this. And I said they could always bring me back in. And they did. You know, Orioles, Orioles game, they win. 3-2 on a uh, JT Realmuto triple. That's right. Right down the line. Uh, two outs in the 10th. And, and they win the game by, you know, by the the grace of God and everything. Uh, Ian Kennedy shuts the game down on, on that Wednesday against the Orioles. So they're, you know, they're winning their games. They're doing what they have to do. The next night they come out against the Pirates. They win 12-6. Nola, you know, they, they're getting blown up early in the game. Nola's giving up five runs and whatnot. And we just come storming out, storming back. Get our runs back. Then, uh, I believe Friday night I was there. 
to watch Gibby pitch. Gibby went deep. Um, Didi went deep. Trying to remember all the stuff that happened. Uh, Harper Harper was awesome too. He had a sing- a single that like he roped like he hits the ball so goddamn hard. Uh, and I don't even want to talk about too much of that game because just because I was there, but it, it it was like it was a very like fun game to be at. Not that many people uh, for a team that's kind of chasing a playoff spot, which I noticed. But I understand why people aren't going. It was a Friday night, and why the fuck would you want to waste your time going to a Phillies game when you could be doing anything else in the world? So you know, Didi hit that huge three run homer. Torres pinch hit came in. Uh, the bullpen did their job for the most part. Except Bedrosian. Yeah, but they, that's right. They brought Bedrosian in right after uh, Gibson. He gets titted and blown apart. They have to take him out. Neris comes in and almost pitches two innings. Shuts the door. Bring in Kennedy. He shuts the door. Phils win. Then Saturday they win again. 3 nothing. Great performance from Ranger Suarez. He goes the full nine innings. Shut out. Bryce Harper hits another home run in that game. And they're they're cruising along, man. We're just rooting for Braves' losses. You know, we're one and a half out. This is, you know, we can if we win tomorrow, we can secure the fact that we are one and a half out going into that Braves series. To you know, we need as much wiggle room and and as much give ourselves as much chance as possible to win this fucking uh, division and keep our keep ourselves alive until the very end. And we come out on Sunday and get and not and get shut out. They get shut out by Max Kranich. He goes five strong, and then they start, you know, going into the bullpen that you've seen all weekend. Mr. Shreve and Mears and Bedner and Stratton, all these guys. I know I know when I was there I saw Shreve or Sharevi or however the fuck you want to say that name. Phil's just you know, they throw Hans Kraus in the biggest one of the biggest games of the season. And I'm, this isn't against Hans. Hans could be one up being a great player, and maybe maybe Hans was the right move or whatnot. But Han, you don't throw Hans his first major league start or his first start for the Phillies in the the twenties of September at the end of this thing, man. You don't do that. I, I I don't care what the argument is for the other side. You do not. You do not do that. That kid should have. If you really wanted to lean on him, or you really. Believed in him or whatnot. You should have brought him up way before that. When all these bullpen games were happening. And you didn't have anyone to start. You should have thrown someone else out there. You should or you know, or I'm, you should have thrown Hans Kraus. As opposed to Christopher Sanchez. Who you brought in after. Or you know. I, Adonis Medina who. Pitched a great game the other night. Uh, the, the other bullpen game. That I don't believe he started in. Or he did or whatnot. He almost went five strong but. He gives up two runs in this game, of course. I mean, who didn't get uh, Alvarado? Gives up two earned runs. You know, this is the, it. Just so now, now we play Atlanta tonight. I don't want to, you know, let. I'm not going to put them in the grave. Atlanta's going to do it for me. We play Atlanta tonight. We are two and a half back, if I'm not mistaken. And it's all on the line tonight, you know. All it's it, we played all season for this. Good thing is we have Zach Wheeler on the mound. Charlie Morton's on the other side, which is you know not exactly a great matchup, but nothing's going to be easy this time of year. 
So I, I think we can win the night. Let's just say that. We can start there. We got Wheeler on the mound. Let's win the night. Then we worry about tomorrow. Then we worry about the next day. And the next day. And the next day. And the next day. But tomorrow is an Aaron Nolan, Max Fried, who Max Fried shut the po- the Padres down on that ESPN game after uh, I believe it was Friday night when they played the doubleheader. They lost the first leg of the doubleheader and then came back and Max Fried shut the door, got it done for the old uh, the old Bravos. The other pitcher would be Kyle Gibson against Ian Anderson. So I mean, we have our three best guys on paper. Going, I mean, I would really like Ranger to be thrown as opposed to Nola at this point of the season, but it's crazy that I'm even saying that. That sentence right there is insane. But right now, man, that guy, the other guy's better than this guy. But let's start the night. Let's start the night. Let's get this win. I don't know if this is accurate or not, or if this. I don't know if this lineup is accurate, but it looks like. Miller's playing first. I mean, usually it's been Herrera, Segura, Harper, Real Muto, Miller, McCutcheon, Gregorius, Galvis, Wheeler. So let's say I'm trying to keep the positivity. We win the night. We win tomorrow. I might even we might even have an emer. I might be the first ever emergency podcast. Not the well. I'm gonna. It might be the first ever. Literally emergency episode where we're about to we're making a playoff run. I might even do who knows, man, who knows? Whew! I might lose my mind if we win two of these games. And by Thursday, by Thursday night, when Gibby's on the mound against Ian Anderson, I'll be losing my mind. Then you got three in Miami, and let's not look any farther though. Let's not look any farther than today. And it, you know, if they lose, there might be another emergency podcast where we put them to the grave. I'll have Deem on. Um, my trusted uh, baseball, his baseball knowledge. That guy knows way more baseball than I've I could ever know. And he'll tell me that you know, like we said before, that we never had a chance. And getting swept by the Diamondbacks and things like that did actually come up to bite us. And all the injuries and all the not moves and. But let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's go. Let's let's not go farther than tonight. This evening, right here, right now, in Atlanta, Zach Wheeler versus Charlie Morton. Let's get it done. Let's go, Phils. Ring that bell, baby. Let's move on. So, I guess we should, I don't want to go too far into the Sixers because I don't think a lot of it really matters. Uh, Yesterday was media day. The team went back and forth between defending and shitting on uh, Ben Simmons. Doc doesn't know why he wants to be traded, which is hilarious. Flew out to L.A., had meetings with him. Still have no idea why the guy wants to be traded. Pretty remarkable. And Doc Rivers continues to blame the fans, saying, ah, this is a tough place to play, and basically separating himself from us. Saying, you know, these these heathens here, I'm not like these guys. I don't agree with the things they're saying. Even though, you, you know, you basically said the same thing after the game. But now you realize how bad it sounds and you're taking it back. You don't really care about what's going on here or Philadelphia or, you know, anything other than 
yourself. I don't even know if I can really get mad at him, though. I mean, I can, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, this isn't really that, it's not really his fault. It's Ben Simmons' fault. This is Sixers' fault, but mainly Ben Simmons'. You can tell, you can, you know, tell a guy a million times he needs to shoot or he needs to do this or this is what he needs to do for his game and whatever. He's going to go find people who tell him that he doesn't need to do that, that he can do it another way, that he doesn't need to be aggressive or whatever Whatever it is he's looking for. He can go out and he can, he's going to find it. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to be held accountable for what happened here. He does, like, as much as he said the grind and everything, he don't want nothing to do with that. He knows what he did in that playoffs. He can get mad at the teammates. He can use whatever excuse he wants. That people throw him under the bus. Whatever he wants to say. It's all just a facade and an excuse for him just wanting to get out of here. He he does not want to deal with what the the repercussions and what of what happened last year. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He wants all the good things that basketball give him. But when when actually people are saying, Hey man, what the fuck, dude? We, we, we went to these games all season long. We spent all this money, and, and you basically folded at the end, man. What happened? Like, why, How are we going to change this? Please, like, we want to, let's get better, you know? That's where, like, that's where it originally starts, and then, but that's, like, three years running now. If he would have came out and said, hey, man, you know, this one's on me. I, I got to be better. I'm, I'm mine, no. I'm mine. That, 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 it doesn't matter. We're way past that point of accountability and being honest with us and saying, you know, and changing your game that this all should have happened a long time ago. We should have traded this man a long time ago. We should have gotten something for him way before these guys are around this guy every single day. They should have known this was never going to change. This is the kind of guy he is. This is who he is. He will always be like that. So long as that he's here. At least. Maybe he's going to need a, a true reality check wherever else he goes. But he gives me a lot of Carson Wentz vibes, man. You're seeing the Carson Wentz and a lot of the shit that's going on in Indianapolis. How, you know, it's it's kind of the same. He hasn't changed. He's not going to change. That's how I feel about Ben Simmons. Hopefully, again, we can get something for him. That situation won't change. I'm glad Joel cleared up a lot of the things that he, you know... Wasn't trying to separate himself from us. He's on, he's, he's on our side. That made me feel better, but it doesn't honestly matter. I, I, I will, you know, I don't feel as negative about the Sixers as I did a, a couple weeks ago. I'll be excited if Mac, you know, Mac, I want to see what Maxi looks like. I want to see what him and Embiid look like in a serious manner. Can they actually not, not necessarily compete, but. At, le- at least not be that huge of a drop off from having Ben in there, which you, you know, not that he was a he's a, Ben Simmons is an excellent regular season player. That 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 he'll be awesome in the regular season, no matter where he where he plays. Uh, you, you, we're gonna miss him in that aspect. The playoffs, we don't need him. Truly, don't need him. Other than for defense, he's he's awesome on defense. He rebounds. He does the other thing. He does Draymond Green things, but. What we need him to do, and being the point guard and handling the ball all the time, you need to be more. You need to do more on the offensive end, and, and he needs to go somewhere where Golden State would be perfect for him because he wouldn't need to do anything if they were to get rid of Draymond or something like that. But for them, why would they want to do that? It, Draymond's the better player, at least right now for what they're trying to do, which is win championships. So, 
but he would be awesome. I, he's, I'm not saying he can't be a good player for someone somewhere. I've never said that. I've never denied that the things he does can definitely help a team. But I think his the bigger problems for him are on the other as off the court and just the mental aspect of the game, and he just he lacks he lacks there. And unless there's a serious change, which I'm just I just got done telling you, I don't think is going to happen. Then he always will come up short of your maybe. Uh, expectations of him or what you want him to be or the potential that he could possibly grab or obtain or the player he could possibly become. I know I just said a lot of things there to basically just say he's not that good, but that's how I feel. Glad Joel's on our side. I'm tired of these guys shitting on the fans. It still is bothering me. It's going to make me want to shit on you as soon as you you do bad because I didn't. I personally did not. Okay, I was met. You know, we sh- shitting. I guess they any sort of negative criticism is shitting on them. I guess anytime you know we don't like what they did or we want you to you know shoot this or whatever we say is just basically negative. Unless we are bowing at the altars of these guys, that's what it feels like sometimes. That these players want us to just bow down to them. We love you so much. They only want the love and they never want any of the negativity and. I'm not saying you have to sit there and love it, okay? You're not supposed to love it, but you also don't have to fire back at and blame us for you not playing well or for, for your teammate not playing well or for us being mean to him because we were very nice to that guy for very long. We defended him. The, all We are not the only... Philadelphia is not the only people saying negative things. The national media and other people have said way worse things about him and have shit on him for not shooting jumpers when we sat there and defended them and said, okay, you know, you don't need to shoot. We like we love him to shoot. Like, we're sitting here. He's like our like little brother that we can talk shit about, but you can't. People from outside the family can't talk about him. We sat there and we defended him. No. He, he don't need to. He just, he's, look at what he does, man, around the rim. He's a 6'10 point guard. He can distribute. He's an awesome passer. He can play defense. He, he's aggressive sometimes. Sometimes. But when the playoffs come around, that, th- that shit goes away, man. And obviously, he doesn't have our backs the way we had his back in the past. And we, we don't have his back no more. You go out there and embarrass us, we don't have your back no more, man. Can't defend you anymore. And then you're going to sit there and basically just, Blame uh, everyone's just gonna blame us, like it's our fault. He he's passing up dunks. It's annoying. If you think I'm so off on this, please walk with Lyle. If you're out there, let me. I, I'd love to have you on. Let's talk about Ben Simmons. I I would just love to hear how wrong I am. Maybe you could convince me. Doubt it. Fires play tonight too. Beginning of the uh, preseason with the New York Islanders, who are a very good hockey team. But it's obviously preseason. doesn't really matter. But I do want to see what the boys look like. Lo- love Flyers hockey. Love love the regular season. Love the beginning of any season until I realize, oh boy, this isn't good. But I do want to see how the boys look. They made a lot of changes, a lot of new faces. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. That about wraps it up, though. Like I said, any comments, questions, concerns, always reach out to me at Matt McSweeney at Hot Take Hotbox. Thank you for listening.